0: Welcome Tulane fans to another edition of the Fear the Wave Cast. I'm your host, Kelly Camarda. As usual, we want to point you to our collective group. Fear the Wave Collective Group is a nonprofit 501c3 organization that is mission is to provide NIL opportunities for Tulane student athletes. All of your donations are tax deductible. Go to our website at www.ftwcollective.com for more information. Today I'm Uh, delighted to be joined by two guests. One's uh, a guy who's been on the program before and a newcomer, uh, Sion James and Sandy Ryan. Guys, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks. glad to be a part of it.
0: Sion, big, big off-season for you. Coming into your third year in the program, what are your off-season plans? Tell us about what you're working on and um, what your summer looks like.
1: My summer is really... Nice and hectic, just the way I like it. Always in the gym, of course. We, you know, we've got some few new teammates. We're really trying to make the tournament this year and not only make the tournament, but make a run. That's really our goal. So I'm always in the gym. We had workouts earlier, weights earlier, and I'll be back up there tonight, just trying to refine my game, tighten my skills. And then outside of that, I actually uh, was selected for a new position in the Student Athletic Advisory Committee. I'm the chair for the American Conference. So, that's been its own adventure so far. My term started a few days ago and it'll run through the rest of my undergraduate career. And I'm just excited for the opportunities to take me. I was in Dallas earlier this week for some meetings and I'll be in Indianapolis next week. So, I'll have a nice, busy summer.
0: Awesome. And I was, in, I think we talked about this before, I was in SAC 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> and so, tell me a little bit about kind of what you're doing for the Student Athlete Advisory Committee. Um, I I know you said you've been appointed to the head of the American conference. So tell me what day to day, what do you do for that organization and, and um, educate our listeners who may not know about SAC and what, what SAC does.
1: Yeah, for sure. So there's three levels, the institutional level, the conference level and national level Um, at this, at the Tulane level. So institutionally, a lot of what we do is based on community service, partnering with different groups in the city and different organizations. We also plan a lot of different initiatives for, um, for, to teach our student-athletes different things about life and different aspects of the world outside of athlete, athletics, so that they're more well-rounded when they graduate. That's really what we try to do. At the conference level, a lot of what we try to do is give information to the schools to better their student-athletes. One of the big campaigns that the American Conference SAC runs every year is called Powerful Minds it began as a social media campaign, but has sprung into so much more. And it's beautiful to watch all the different activities that schools have used their own creativity to develop um, around mental health and ending the stigma regarding mental health. So a lot of, I know at Tulane, we had a day where there were just puppies around and we'd take a break during the day to come pet some puppies and hang out with some pets. And just to take, you know, just to get a nice relaxation. So at the conference level, all we do is organize um, different initiatives for different schools regarding mental health or diversity and inclusion. And then at the national level, it's most, mostly about legislation regarding student athletes. So they, there's been a lot of discussion lately um, with conference realignment and things that happen there, um, Transformation Committee, and um, a lot of the changes that are happening in the NCAA, and the student-athletes get a voice. That's one of the big changes. The student-athletes get a nice, loud voice. And that's what we're working on at the Division One level.
0: Yeah, and I think the NCAA, as uh, Troy Dannon told us on the podcast, I think on our first episode, that they're rewriting the NCAA Constitution. And so um, I imagine SAC is going to try to have a voice in that too.
1: Yes, yeah, so that's one of the big things that they're writing into the Constitution, that the student-athletes get in a louder voice. So SAC
0: is... That's role is expanding, and I'm really excited to be a part of it. Awesome. Um, so specifically to basketball, uh, what are some of the things you're working on with your game in basketball this offseason? Yeah, I'm working on um, a lot
1: of different things. Most specifically, one of the biggest things I'm trying to um, – just trying to let my creativity take more of a hold on my game. I've been watching a lot of my teammates, and <laughs> we have some really incredible teammates. I think guys like Jaden Coleman, Jalen Cook, the way they play is so free flowing, and our offense is so free flowing, and our coaches are so free flowing. And I'm just trying to mold my game around that. I'm trying to uh, tighten all aspects of my game so that when I get on the floor, my game flows more naturally. So I'm working on different shots, a little more creativity, um, a little more with my handle, always making shots, always making free throws, trying to raise my percentages and really just raise my game. I'm trying to become more athletic, um, laterally, especially so that helps me on the defensive end when you rebound, and as always, working on shooting the ball. I made some big strides last year, and we were one of the, I think we were the best three-point shooting team in the conference, and I only see myself going up from there, so there's been a lot of work um, just trying to make myself a better all-around player.
0: Well, and you're being the good teammate you are, you informed me that there's something that we're going to talk about more later in the program, but you said Sandy needs to come on the show and, and needs to make a couple of announcements, and uh, I'm really excited for that. But, Sandy, first off, welcome to the show. Um, tell the, the listeners a little bit about your background, where you grew up, where where'd you go to high school, and a little bit about your family.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, my name is Sandy Ryan. I have been on the basketball team for two years. I was a walk-on. Um, prior to that, I was... A posse scholar here at uh, Tulane University where I was on a full tuition scholarship Um, working our way backwards I went to St. John Bosco High School in Los Angeles Um, my parents who are so loving made a lot of sacrifices for me to be able to go to such a prestigious school um, and really set me up uh, to be where I am today Um, mom you're probably gonna hear this love you Um, and dad thank you so much for all you guys do and I have an amazing extended family, stepsisters, stepbrothers, um, an amazing little sister, Demarice. Um, all those different pieces of my life have really uh, come together for the story that I've had in college. Um, yeah.
0: So your dad is a basketball coach for a while, isn't that right? Yes. And he's also a police officer. Yes. So you know, community and, and, being around, um, and making an impact on your community, it kind of comes second nature to you. You had a good example of that growing up.
2: Absolutely. My dad, um, one of the most selfless people I've met, uh, throughout all my life. And, uh, I just try to mo- model myself after him, uh, each and every day. He's someone that's always grounded me, um, in a place of, you know, looking how you could serve others. And, Hopefully, I'm just half as good as he is at that.
0: Well, one of the things I wanted to, to find out from you a little bit is what led you to try out for the basketball team? Mm.
2: Well, I don't know if I ever actually tried out for the basketball team. It was kind of a um, – I like to say I accidentally became a walk-on. Um, I had come out of sophomore year – Having had some medical issues that had had me become a part time student um, prior to COVID. And when I returned to campus for my junior year, I just wanted to be around healthy people. Um, I had actually had a little run in with Sion before I even knew who he was. And I was like, wow, the basketball team got some really good, like high character individuals. And I'd love to be around those guys, be able to just help them in their journey. Um, and So yeah, I just became a manager. Um, My friend Sasha, who had been a manager for all his time at Tulane, uh, was very persistent about me being a manager. And I think just the situation that I was in, I finally caved in I was like, okay, I'll I'll do it. Um, I'll give it a shot. And a few months in, we had a few guys out that were sick. and we were working with only about 10 guys and some, someone went out with a you know, minor injury and my name was called. I was just a manager at the time uh, running, running the clock. And so I hopped in, didn't touch the ball once, um, didn't shoot the ball once, but I played some pretty good defense, set some good hammer screens. And uh, before I knew it, I was in the coach's office signing some paperwork to become part of the team. And there was no looking back after that.
0: That's an incredible story. And, um, you know, you really took that opportunity and ran with it. Um, you were named teammate of the year at the the most recent uh, Tulane Student Athlete Awards. Um, and, you know, I know Sion mentioned it in his uh, initial podcast, but I, I think Jalen Forbes also uh, mentioned you and singled you out as somebody who really keeps the spirits of the team up and, and kept people focused, even though, you know, we struggled at times during the season. So I know uh, multiple people have remarked to me over the years or over this year, what an impact you had on the team, you know, just being there and being around them. Uh, can you talk about what your, how you saw your role on the team and, and what you saw your impact as? Hmm.
2: Um. I think it all boils down, uh, mainly to my faith. Um, I have a calling to serve others. Um, so when I sat down with coach mock and he explained to me what my role would be as a walk on, he was like, you're a support guy. We need you to, you know, fill in all the different holes, um, in practice. Some days you might not even be able to get into a live action. Um, but your job's going to be important. And, um, I was always raised to whatever you do, make sure you do it um, for a greater purpose. And whether that's you know mopping the court or handing a water bottle to somebody or clapping for your teammate, um, you put your all into it and you always get rewarded for that uh, with the outcome of it. And so I just kind of carried that with me uh, throughout the entire season, the two seasons that I was with them. And it was pretty easy for me having such amazing teammates. Um, They're not a selfish bunch at all. So it wasn't uh, anything that was critically draining on my side. Uh, Everything just kind of flowed from one thing to the next. And, yeah, we really meshed well as a unit. Um, So, yeah, I was just grateful to play my part.
0: Well, and you could see how much you meant to the team when you got in on senior night and were able to score a bucket. I, I don't know. You know, Coach Hunter is really expressive, but he—that's probably the most he cheered after a basket all season.
2: Yeah, I. Yeah, he's not someone that really uh, cheers on a basket made. It's something that he expects. But um, yeah, I was glad to um, get him to act a little out of character
0: for a <laughs> <another> moment. <laughs> well, Sion, um, bring you back into the program for a second and let you kind of introduce to us, you know, you, you contacted me and told me there's something we need to discuss. So I'll let you kind of give the intro and um, tell me why um, you wanted to come on the show and, and bring Sandy on with you.
1: Uh, so I wanted to come on the show one to let every Tulane fan know that something special is really going on here. And I know, uh, I know everyone's taken notice. I know, that we've had a lot of wins on the court, a lot of success on the court, and that we're doing good things and we have good players. and we make good baskets, we play good defense. And we're going to continue that at an even higher level. And I want everyone to know that coming from me, first of all. And then secondly, I want everyone to know that not only are we going to be great on the court, but we have some really, really, really cool and really important stuff going on off the court. We have some people on our team and on our staff who who are who serve and who lead others and who put themselves in a position to help uh, those who are around them. And one of them is on the call with us right now.
0: So, Sandy, tell us a little bit about Ryan's Giving Tree.
2: Um, So in just um, Ryan's Giving Tree engages in intentional community centered work to make a tangible impact on the health, wealth and housing of those we serve. it came about with a small little idea I had back after Ida, Um, seeing, you know, the destruction that came about. um, We had our teammates and uh, a lot of our staff that were affected by that. And so it was really jarring to me to understand for once in my life, you know, how close I am to not having anything. Um, And, Something just kind of rose up inside of me. Go pass out some sandwiches uh, to the homeless. And so I had gotten Sion on another one of my friends um, just one Saturday morning. And we went, got, I think, 24 sandwiches. And uh, just, you know, went down Claiborne passing out sandwiches, talking to the homeless. And that moment, those few hours that we spent out on the street, um, really just changed everything. sure Sion can attest once you are out there and you're speaking to these people you see yourself in them and you know we all want to fight for ourselves Um, and the moment we start seeing ourselves in others it brings us all close together Um, so yeah that brought about me wanting to go after um, making a Saturday outreach that would reach the homeless and hopefully um, bring about more dignity to them, uh, treat them as the humans that they are, um, with the respect that they deserve, as you know citizens in our country. Um, and so, in Ryan's Giving Tree, we want to do three business units, um, an outreach unit that meets the individuals where they are, where they are, um, and guides them to the proper support services and networks, uh, working them towards a the life of health, wealth, and housing. And that's what we've been doing for about eight weeks right now with the homeless. We hopefully will be able to expand that to more um, inner city communities, at-risk youth. Um, But right now we're really focused on the homeless and we're really fleshing out how to make that the most impactful uh, service that we can. And then we have mutual aid, you know, as I said, seeing what Hurricane Ida did, um, it's scary to think that in a second, you know, everything can shift for a family, a single mother um, that's been, you know, working two jobs, all of a sudden doesn't have a house, doesn't have a job. And I think it's very important that we have the funds saved up to be able to impact at least a few lives, um, to offer that stability for a family in need when when the time comes, because it's inevitable, unfortunately, in New Orleans. And then last, we have fundraising, um, and that's going to help our outreach team and our community partners to continue the work that they're doing. And so, yeah, that's in a nutshell what it is.
0: Well, Sandy, that that sounds incredible. First off, I mean, we've highlighted um, mental health on the podcast um, before. We had a an episode dedicated to it, and it's something that is really an, an undervalued. Um, you know, undervalued trade or an undervalued aspect of life that, that some people just take for granted, and um, people don't understand that they're, you know, one break away from from being in that same position. Um, what what step are you at in the process of um, forming Ryan's given tree? Tell us. Do you have a website? Have you um, filed for your uh, incorporation, where, where are you in the process? So
2: we made a pretty exciting stride um, this past week where we got incorporated in the state of Louisiana as a nonprofit entity um, currently working on getting our 501c3 status. And we're also getting a logo made. As we speak, someone's working on it. Um, we're going to be getting a website made um, within the coming month. And hopefully by the the goal is to have it up and running um, with everything kind of really moving by August. Um, And then from there, we'll start scaling out.
0: How can people get involved with Ryan's Giving Tree and how can people learn more information? Um, And and really, you know, who can they contact if they want to make a donation?
2: So... As of right now, we only have a cash app um, set up for Ryan's Giving Tree. Um, that's rgt.usa, and you know donations go a very long way. Um, every week, it's probably about two hundred to three hundred dollars um, to get the proper food and basic necessities uh, to the people that we serve, and then. You know, as we move forward, if people want to reach out to me, they can reach out to me uh, through email. Um, And we'll definitely be getting you the website and all those different things as we move forward, because everyone's help is going to be needed, um, whether it's donations or volunteer. Um, Yeah, it's all appreciated.
0: Well, this isn't the last you will hear about Ryan's giving tree on this show or, or any of our shows on the fear the wave network. Um, we look forward to partnering with you moving forward. Um, once you have your website address, we'll, we'll be sure to post it on our website and um, tweet it through our social media, our Instagram our, our Twitter and, and make sure to get the word out because um, this is an incredible venture for somebody of any age, but especially of your age. And it's, unbelievably selfless of you to do that. Um, Sandy, I I appreciate you coming on and telling us about Ryan's Giving Tree. And like I said, the information, once it becomes available, we'll make sure to push it out to people as as best as we can. Um, But thank you for what you're doing. And thank you you for the example you're setting.
2: Thank you so much for having me and highlighting this. Um, It really does mean the world that there is a group of people that truly care about you know the ventures that student athletes do beyond the court, um, and being able to highlight—you know—we're more than athletes, and I love what the show does. So
0: thank, you, thank you, and see on. Thanks for joining us. Any any last words? Yes,
1: uh, like I said, Green Wave Nation, we're doing a lot of big things in this program. A lot of great things to come on and off the floor. So keep your eyes open for any opportunities for you guys to be involved, and we'll keep. Uh, letting you guys know as opportunities present themselves and we really appreciate every single one of you guys.
0: Well, I couldn't have said it better myself. So with that, we'll we'll close the show. As usual, take a look at ftwcollective.com for more information about Fear the Wave Collective and we'll be sure to post about uh, Ryan's giving tree on ftwcollective.com and also at fearthewave.substack.com when when the details are available, we'll be sure to put them out on our website. Thanks again, Green Wave Nation, for listening. We'll see you on the next episode.